healing scriptures to restore to health, to make well. Surely he took our pain and bore our sufferings. Yet we consider him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. You notice the two sides while reading Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. By his wounds we are healed. So hold on to the word heal. He was crushed for what? Our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. So hang on to the fruit, which is the word peace. Surely he took our pain and bore our sufferings. Yet we consider him punished by God. So he took our pain. All our pain is on Jesus. He bore our suffering. All our sufferings are on him. They're on his shoulders. And we consider him stricken by God and afflicted. So our suffering and our pain can go away. But he was pierced for our transgressions. For the, for our wrongs were put on him. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. God didn't charge us for our sins no more. And by his wounds, we are healed. It just seems to be going over it and over and over again on the benefits of the death of Father God's Son. The reason I'm bringing this up is we need to See, see our pain on him. See our suffering on his shoulders. See the punishment of God stricken by him and afflicted. That see him pierce. He was for our transgressions. He was crushed. The word crushed for, for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. So the least that we can do, folks, is stop whining and crying and learn how to put the things on his shoulders, what he did for us. He's taken all these things away so that we can become healed, peaceful. We can be pain-free, iniquity-free. Amen. That was Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. In Matthew, it says, Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, and the cripple, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. The people were amazed when they saw mute speaking, the cripple made well, the lame walking, and the blind seen, and they praised the God of Israel. Matthew 
19. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone. Matthew eight fourteen and 17. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was so fulfilled that was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took our infirmities and bore our diseases. Matthew eight fourteen and 17. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turning to those who were following him. He said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen fate like this in all of Israel. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believe it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Matthew 8, 5 through 10 and verse 13. Amen. Jesus went through all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria. People brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain and the demons possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Matthew four twenty three and 24. Amen. In a little bit, we're going to pray for our bodies, and we're going to pray for those around us in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. We're going to pray for the body parts and see if we can divide the body parts into many sections and identify them. So let's go ahead and do that. And and zero in on all the benefits that Jesus brought to us. Amen. When I was a kid, I used to dream I can go back in time and come down like a commando and and shoot all the people that were crucifying Jesus and save him, right? But he came to do the, the same thing for me. He was the hero. He came down and he shot up all those guys and he set me free. That was me he was setting free. I died with him. All my sins, all my iniquities, everything taken 
Now, here are the benefits. Let's go ahead and say it in the name of Jesus. Be healed, right leg, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed back and insights in the back. The vertebrae, be healed in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed, left leg, and all your nerve systems and ligaments. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And we say to everyone in the stomach and all their reproductive systems, be healed in Jesus' name. Be made whole. Be established in the purposes of God. Hallelujah. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And now we speak to the chest part, the lungs, the heart, the liver, pancreas, kidneys. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Heart, be made whole by the blood of the Lamb and the word of Jesus Christ. He took all your infirmities. He took all your sickness and diseases. He's giving you peace and health. He bore your iniquities. Heart. Let's pray for the uh, right arm. Be healed in Jesus' name, right arm. Shoulder. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Peace. Mobility. In youthfulness to you. And let's pray for the left arm and the shoulders. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be restored to youthfulness. Be healed, shoulders. Be healed, bones, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Raise your hand and praise the Lord and say, I am healed. I am. I receive my healing. Let's pray for the head. Head, brain, eyes, ears, spirit of God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. Lord, let the body be healed in Jesus' mighty name. We speak, let there be prosperity in the body. Hallelujah. Let there be prosperity in the head in Jesus' name. Let there be prosperity in the arms in the name of Jesus Christ. Let there be prosperity in the chest, in the lungs, in the heart. Let there be prosperity in the insides. Hallelujah. And all the bones, let there be prosperity in the name of Jesus Christ. Let there be prosperity in the back, inside the kidneys. Hallelujah. In the body, in the bones, in the marrow. Let there be prosperity in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let there be prosperity in the nervous system, in the legs, all through the body. Let there be prosperity in the moving of the toes, in the moving of the feet and the ankles, in the moving of the fingers. Let there be prosperity in Jesus' mighty name of Nazareth. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord, for these scriptures in Jesus' name. And a few more scriptures to finish this off. Amen, amen.
And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be with you. John 14, 16, and 17. But I tell you that I'm going to do what is best for you. That is why I'm going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come to help you until I leave. But after I am gone, I will send the Spirit to you. John 16, 7. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. John twenty twenty two. Jesus was taken up to sit at the right hand of the sight of God. He was given the Holy Spirit just as the Father had promised. Jesus is also the one who has given the Spirit to us. And that is what you are now, seeing and hearing. Acts 2, 33. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Romans 5, 5. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. Ephesians 1.13 But Christ has blessed you with the Holy Spirit. Now the Spirit stays in you, and you don't need any teachers. The Spirit is truthful and teaches you everything. So stay one in your heart with Christ, just as the Spirit has taught you to do. 1 John 2.27 now remember, Jesus died to send you the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to us that the Holy Spirit will bring us into all truth, that the Holy Spirit won't talk about anything else but of Jesus Christ himself, of what Jesus is doing, trying to accomplish. The Spirit is truthful, and we need to develop our spirit and listen to the Spirit of God that it will teach us everything, everything. So stay one in your heart with Christ. Amen. Zeroing in on Jesus Christ, the anointing of Christ that fills up us and makes us compassionate in praying for others. Just as the Spirit has taught us to do, 1 John 2, 27. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the Spirit of Truth. We thank you for what it has done in the name of Jesus Christ. You give us all things that pertain to life and godliness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. One more thing. We, we bathe you in the blood of Jesus Christ. We bathed you in the blood of Jesus Christ. There's a pool, a pool, and it's the blood of Jesus. We quench you and you baptize you in the blood of Jesus Christ. That restores you, heals you, sanctifies you. 
You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, being made whole and truthful by the blood of the Lamb that you've been quenched in. In Jesus' mighty name for good works, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be sealed. Romans chapter 5. Blessings of justification. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations work with patience, and patience experience and experience hope. And hope make not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if we, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God, and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ has abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reign, by one much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. 
But where sin abound, grace did much more abound. That as sin has reigned unto death, even so my grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 6. Baptism symbolizes the death of sin. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know you not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, died it no more, death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he lived, he lived unto God. Likewise, reckon you also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield you your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have you, your members, servants, to uncleanliness and to iniquity, unto iniquity, even so now yield your members, servants, to righteousness unto holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had you then in those things where you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants of God, you have fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord.